Welcome back to Sister Brunch with me, Fanchon Cox. And me, Anya Adams. We're continuing to uplift and support Black Women Plus, making it in the entertainment industry. Today's guest is Winter Dunn, an award-winning producer, director, and actress who's appeared in Netflix's Drug Lords and Issa Rae's Insecure. Winter's best known as a producer on Numa Perrier's debut feature film, Jezebel, which premiered at South by Southwest 2019. It won the Best Narrative Feature at the American Black Film Festival and has since been acquired by Ava DuVernay and is now streaming on Netflix. Day-to-day, Winter produces and directs digital editorial content for Condé Nast Entertainment, which has garnered over 60 million views. Winter's also directed multiple web series, including Platonic, which streamed on NBC's Watchback app. Most recently, she directed the short film Junebug, which I'm so excited to talk about. And it's about a relationship between a black father and his daughter, which premiered at the American Black Film Festival. So, yeah. Hey, Winter Dawn. We are so glad to have you on. I am fangirling yet again because I got to meet you very briefly at South by Southwest yes. after watching Jezebel and uh, <laughs> follow you on Twitter and all that good stuff. Um, so we're so excited. And I would have asked you all these questions when I first met you, but you didn't have time. I know, it was so. crazy. <laughs> You had fans all around you, so I missed you, Winter, on Insecure because I was in. I did the first two episodes of season two. Oh, amazing! Your episode three. Like, I was <laughs> the first AD on the show, so I feel like I just missed you. So I'm so happy you're here. Oh my god, I'm, I didn't know that. I'm so happy that we connected, and I'm here. This is going to be fun. <laughs> <laughs> We love to start off just by sharing the journey because we have a lot of listeners who kind of want access or want to know what things are like or how to get into the entertainment Mm -hmm. industry. And so, yeah, tell us where you started and how you got to where you are. Oh, man, it's been a crazy journey. I feel like I'm I'm still in that (laughs) journey even now. Um, I've always been a performer. Um, I've been in art school since, I want to say, sixth grade. I was a dancer. Mm. I've performed around the world, around the country. Um, as a dancer and then my sophomore year in high school I was like I think I want to try acting and acting for stage and theater Um, and so I was introduced to the Chicago Academy for the Arts auditioned a week before my junior year of high school started got in a couple days later and within a week literally I was like commuting from Indiana to Chicago every day um, to go what? to art school. Yeah, yeah. And I was a dancer and now I'm an actress and I've never done it before. <laughs> what kind of dance were you doing? Oh, I was doing everything. I It was a full range, ballet, jazz. I've been to Ballet Chicago, Deeply Rooted, Modern Dance, Tap Dancer, wow. Hip Hop Dancer. I actually have done a little hip hop in LA, but I keep those videos what? very much under wraps. <laughs> we gonna find you. We gonna find oh, you. Oh, Lord, I didn't say too much. Um, my dancer <laughs> friends are like, call me. I got all the good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no I, then I went to Fordham University in New York got my mm. theater degree um, I just knew I'm going to be a theater actress director came to LA and thought how do I translate all these skill sets I have I've been training as an artist my whole life and I've been training like my sense of taste and what I what I like my eye but I hadn't obviously had the skills in production to really execute anything I could mm. see in my mind's eye um, so when I got here, I just got on set. Every set I was allowed to be on, I was PAing. I eventually obviously started producing, um, doing some production management stuff, and honestly putting myself out there 
was the thing that changed everything. Showing so you up, moved here and you were like, I know I got a PA. How did you get your first PA job? That's interesting. So when I first moved here, I was working at Fred Siegel doing uh, retail because mm-hmm. I had rent mm-hmm. and I had to figure that thing out. Um, but about a year in, I was like, okay, you can't, it's really easy to get sucked in, right? The money yes. was good. It's good commission. It's yep. a good like store. And I was like, mm-hmm. if you don't leave, you're going to get sucked in. And in 20 years, you're going to be in the fashion industry somewhere wondering how did I find myself here? Um, yep. so I just walked out and said, I'll drive Uber. I'll drive Lyft. I'll do whatever I got to do. I'll take gigs. I'll work it out. Um, I'm still young. I can afford to starve a little bit. It'll be yep. okay. And that's what I did that time. It allowed me to just put myself. So, I mean, literally everywhere I went, oh, you're, you work in production. What do you do? Oh, well, I'm, I'm really entering production. I have a degree in theater. You know, I've been doing this for a while. I really would love to shadow. I'd love to PA. I'd love to help. And at one point it was like, I'll do it for free. I just need yeah. to get in the room. I'll do it for free. So people were like, yeah. okay. And I got there yeah. and I started sucking up everything i remember yes. one of my dps i still work with he was like i remember that first day on set with you and i thought that girl's got something i was like absorbing <sighs> like a sponge why is the yep. camera there what's the eye line what you mean when you say cross the line why did you shoot it like this how does that connect to the story how, like just immersing myself and then i slowly just started building and then you take a job you really don't know what you're doing but you're like i'm gonna figure that thing out you get those skill sets and then you do it again. And next thing you know, you look back and you go, we built something. We've been yes. building this whole time. How? Wow. And now I'm, I'm happy to say I'm finally more comfortable. Just able to say I'm working in the industry. You know, I don't you have made to your own like film. pasta every day. I've made my own film. <laughs> like it's, yeah, it's a really powerful feeling. So I'm Winter, did you, did you have connections to any, you know, cause something that's discouraging often is yep. like, people are like, Oh, you got to It's who, you know, you yep. got to know somebody. Did you have those kind of networks or connections? Not in film. You know, when I moved here, yep. my friend, I slept on her couch that first summer. I moved here in May and I got my first wow. apartment in August. She's yep. a dancer from my second high school, right? And I mean, I knew a couple of actors from theater in New York. I did a play with some of that group of actors. Um, One of the writers I knew helped me find an apartment. So stuff like that. But even that was like three years in. It wasn't, Mm. I moved here and I had a platter of a network to go, here's everything. It was really me out in these streets, not out in these streets, but you know what I mean? Like just putting myself out there. I was on Facebook groups. Like yeah. little, it's one called GNO something, like girls night out. And I was like, hi, I, I work in production. <laughs> I act a little bit. If you need a girl for, I was just like, yeah, anything I can do. And if I can get maybe a hundred bucks, 125 bucks to put in my yeah. rent jar. Great. <laughs> like it was that, it was that. So I love that you guys have listeners who are really trying to break in. Cause I'm also passionate about not like painting this, like, elegant Uh journey because that's for most of us that's not it we're out here hustling working our butts off and when you get that one victory you just you hold on to it because you know it's been years in the making trying to get that like (laughs) one opportunity (laughs) this is sister brunch with fanchon cox and anya adams stay tuned for more of our conversation with winter dunn
We're back with our conversation with award-winning producer, director, and actress Winter Dunn. I love how you said you still work with that DP from the one job that you stepped on, because I think it's really important for people to remember, too, as you move through this, even if you don't know what you're doing, you're making impressions on people or you're remembering people you want to work with, and you're yep. starting to build your own kind of team and world. So yep. that's kind of exciting. Yeah, he dp Junebook. And he was like, I got you. Oh. This is your first film. I got you, girl. And I mean, we yes. love each other. It comes from the work. That's my thing. Yeah. Everyone I know, everyone I like in this business, I'm not, I don't think I'm a master networker the way some people in LA are. They just know how to like do the business. I'm not really like that. I'm like, do we connect on the work? Does it come mm. from a place of authenticity? Like, can mm. this be sustainable? Then you're my people. And that way, I the people it. I have around me, even though it might not be a ton, they're good people and they're people who get me mm. and I get them and I can trust them and vice versa. And so that's something I'm trying to just hold on to, like, keep it about the work. All the other stuff will be all the other stuff. But if you keep it about the work, you'll build something sustainable. Speaking of that, too, how did you navigate, like, being a Black woman? I'm always curious when you first come out here and you're kind of doing PA work, are you focused on Black and brown folks that are doing productions and that's how you get your in? Or mm -hmm. do you kind of... and. Uh, Obviously, we all hope to just be broadly accepted. Right. But are there limitations there? You know mm. what I mean? Like, did you find that there were differences or that you were able to just work on any set you wanted to once they saw what how hard you would work? <laughs> no. no, I will yeah. say, I mean, and it, it, I guess this was a little bit of strategy. It's like, find your community and you'll probably be more welcomed than having nothing in common with this group of people. Mm -hmm. So for me, it was black and brown folks, but then it was also comedy. Cause I, I went to UCB, I got an amazing comedy what? scholarship oh at UCB goodness. after my first year. I was you like, you wanna nominate me for this thing? Okay, and then I ended up winning this comedy scholarship. So I had these two kind of networks and I had to decide which one fits more my vibe, which one is more mm. accepting of me. And so, I started working with like black web series and like black, like really indie production companies, but companies who I was like, this is dope work though. Like, yeah. you know, there's not a whole bunch of money. There's no ego in it, but I like what y'all doing. Um, mm. And then with platonic, that was more of like the other side, that comedy side. Once I was doing Jezebel and they saw me working, I had a friend reach out and go, Hey, I have this, this web series and I know nothing about production, but I do sketch writing and, you know, improv comedy come on board talking about just friends and you learn as you go you're like yeah i can direct your web series sure i know i have a good eye i know story and it turned yes. out to be great and then you know it just you find i think finding community helps mm -hmm. you because it's a big yep. city and you can get real lost um real fast and then is that how you connected with Numa Perrier to eventually produce that exactly. i mean that's the story right there is yep. to network with with like-minded people then work your tail off when you are on set or when you get that job so that mm -hmm. you stand out and then maintain those relationships so that you end up with this award-winning feature film i know it really <laughs> is crazy it's like years. pa to producer yeah okay that is impressive you just said i know what a good story is and i know i have a good eye and i think that's like a really important thing for people to have as a guiding light as they move through is to trust themselves and their gut. 
Mm. And, you know, as you've moved up, you've honed that. But those things are also important in this industry, not just the ability to X, Y, and Z. But like one of the things that's so important to me is that, you know, Black women are able to tell their stories and we aren't a monolith. There is a, that like just such a massive amounts of different perspectives and stories and, you know, things to tell. And so knowing that you are so strong in what you're guiding, you know, your heart there is like, yeah. I love that because when you get into those bigger rooms, you have to be strong yes. in that, yeah. you know, so that you can mm-hmm. marshal that forward and not get like knocked over by the wave of the white wave of like, you know, no, the story should be this way or that way. And that's what I mean by you can get lost real fast here. It's mm-hmm. real easy mm-hmm. to go, oh, that's what I'm supposed to like. Oh, that's what I'm talking And you're right. just following this thing. And I've, I've done it. I'm not, you know, obviously I'm hitting the highlights, but I've had my moments of chasing the thing that, fe- that yep. everyone tells me is right. And I've had to learn real lessons from it. I think you mm. learn a couple of lessons and you go, huh, all right. <laughs> Noted. Can we uh, talk a little bit about that? Because I think that's really interesting yeah. for people coming up. Like, Yeah, of course. I think now, like, even when it comes to, hopping on a project right at a certain point you don't have the luxury like you feel like you don't have the luxury of not taking a project and I don't Mm. mean like my manager's calling with like the Warner Brothers script like I don't mean that kind of call I mean oh boy I met at that one workshop (laughs) is writing this thing you know (laughs) right that's what it is for a long time just building that body of work and for a long time, I'm a person, I do too much. That Capricorn in me, I can't help it. Mm. I will say, it's almost like uh, that starvation mentality goes, we will never starve again. We will never. I will yes. always have something. I, I will always be in something. And while yeah. that can be motivating and inspiring and can push me, it can also sometimes put me in positions where I'm on a project and I know I'm not the right person to tell this story. I know it. Ooh. I know that I'm not the yeah. one to facilitate this. I know, or I know I really don't have the skill set or that sense of mentorship on this project to help me navigate it. Okay. Be honest about those things. You know, just say, you know what? I love you. I love what you're doing. I support you. But honestly, I don't think I'm the right person to tell this story as opposed to getting caught up in it. And then you're like, what? like why am I in this what am I doing I don't want to be here I knew I didn't want to be here and I thought I would find a way in it (laughs) and I'm not because it's not for me um so that I would say is me saying trust yourself even if that means not really knowing what's next because what's next is coming you just got to trust that like it's coming so let me make myself available and prepared for whatever that is going to be. Oh my god. Those are wise words. I love I know. That. like that is that is so, so good important. though cuz it's allowing the space for the right project to come. Like if you're well, too busy doing some bullshit over here, you can't be And maybe, ready. And maybe to your point too, maybe it, it's not bullshit to that person, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, in this sense of like but knowing what you want to do, mm-hmm. knowing right and like what strengths you can can bring or not to a project is that that is everything and what is great about it too is that it then gives you your creative time back and then you end up making your own film so let's talk about Juma yes! <laughs> you know that was but, a beautiful segue I love that for real like that that yeah you gave yourself the open space to do that yeah. so yes so Junebug Junebug oh I love this piece y'all this feels like I birthed 
my first baby. Like I've been like yes. midwifing all these other babies and I love them yes. and I want them to thrive and grow and succeed. But Junebug feels like my first and I, yes. I'm very excited about it. It's a short film, uh, 17 minutes around that uh, time point about a woman named Junie and she's writing this novel about her past and about her childhood and in that writing she gets caught up with you know these certain these blockages these moments that she can't quite get through and she uses music and writing and her current relationships to help her uh through those memories and through that past work it's a really special piece it's a really personal piece um I was going to ask us. So mm-hmm. are there are there connections to, to your oh, story in it? Yeah. So me and my dad, I love my dad. You know, I wouldn't be the artist I am without my dad. I might not be as social and able to like have fun and connect with people without my dad. He is a you know amazing guy. At the same time, he mm. has his brokenness and yep. he has his own past that I some I don't know about what he's been through. And in that, we have a relationship that isn't um, typical. I won't say wrong. It's not typical. Mm -hmm. Same with my writer. I commissioned a playwright, actually, to write her first film, which is Junebug. Uh Um, And a lot of that past stuff, her father was a musician. He was an alcoholic. So we were really, I mean, we sat down and I said, Nikki, um, you know, when have we ever seen a dad even close to our father in film and television? Mm. In regard to his daughter, not a father-son narrative, because we have a ton of yes. those, yep. but a father-daughter narrative, a black father-daughter. I feel like yes. it's always that dad that's not there. It's just kind of like a mom and no dad, or it's Moesha <laughs> and the yep. dad is like the most protective and like right. trying to get the number one dad award. And I went, I don't, there's a lot of complexity there. There's a lot of, mm. there's a lot of stuff in that world that we don't see why don't we try to tell a splice of our stories and put a little bit of our heart out there and see if it resonates with anyone else? Hi, it's Anya, and you're listening to Sister Brunch. Stay tuned, we'll be right back. I'm Anya, and we're back with Winter Done. Can you talk a little bit more about, I I think it's so important to break down this process of producing, on the producer end, Mm -hmm. that you said you commissioned a playwright. Yeah. Um, So, you know, obviously, whatever specifics you can share, but how did you go about doing that? Why why did you decide to do that? Could you talk numbers if you're comfortable? Like, what? yeah, what was that process like? Yeah, well, honestly, this film is real, I'll say low-key, <laughs> at the beginning at least. It felt like I want to be a creative. Who do I want to create with? But obviously, mm. as a producer, you got to protect yourself. You got to, you know, think ahead and go, okay, who has the rights if we decide to do this? Like, how do mm-hmm. I just put myself in a position to properly care for this child, right? This movie. Yes. Um, and so with bringing in Nikki, I knew I wanted to, I'm, I'm not a writer. I, I, I've been writing and I think I will write my own pieces down the line. But right now it just feels like a, a distraction I don't need. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I know so many great writers. I'm like, I have ideas, I have stories, I have images in my head. Let me connect with someone who knows how to put beautiful language to those images, who knows how to craft 
good story talking about before, you know, coming to LA knowing I know a story. I've been in theater. Like I'm not completely new, even though this is a new medium and connecting with Nikki Davis. She's a Yale graduate playwright novelist. I've worked with her in the theater for years and we always said we work together. So I knew she would bring just the right sensibilities, that warm, rich language that you get in a good play where you're like, yeah. Ooh, this writer yeah. is going like crazy. Right. Yes. Um, so I hit her up, asked her if that's something she would even be interested in. Um, you know, some writers are like, no, I want to write my work and that'll be that. But she was like, girl, I'm, I'm in, we, you know, we had paperwork and everything, of course, just make sure everyone's protected. But once we got past that, that was kind of, she, we had a final draft in two weeks. I had a first draft in three days. Yes. Yeah. Three One days. One weekend. Yeah. And that was my first week at Condé Nast. So I took my first <sighs> Friday off at the company and I shot the movie and I was back at work on Monday. It was crazy. Oh my goodness. I produced I... the Jada Pinkett Smith shoot that first week, that first Friday. <laughs> had to put someone on to actually physically shoot it because she was shooting Friday. Left, shot June Bug, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, at work 9 a.m. Monday for the staff meeting. Back. Oh my goodness. It was insane. I will... We got to talk a little bit more about Junebug, but also we do have to talk about your job because it's a perfect, like, quote unquote, survival job, obviously beyond survival job, but to yep. do. But I, just, I, I love the point that you make with Junebug about the simplicity of a story, yeah. uh, about relationships. Um, I think a lot of times, especially when someone wants to go do their first short, they you talked about this too. There's pressure to like, is this going to be commercial or is this going to make it into a festival? And mm -hmm. that you just, you knew that you wanted to talk about this relationship between a, you know, a, a father and daughter and a black father and daughter. And I just, I just think that is so important that it's okay and good to tell the small stories, you know what I mean? That are still going to resonate that are meaningful quietly. You know what I mean? I love uh, that. <laughs> they're quiet, but like they, those quiet moments that like, like really are a building block for all these young black women that are watching television and short films and so on and seeing themselves. They don't need, they, they need to see themselves as superheroes, but also just to see themselves related to. I, I totally. Yeah. It's that human piece. Yes. Uh, that's, I always want to come back. What's the truth? Just come back to the truth. Yes. And like you said, yes. it might not be the biggest, flashiest story, but most of the times our lives aren't the biggest flashiest. The moments where you're yeah. like really sitting with yourself are quiet and intimate. And you oftentimes yeah. don't feel like you're seen in those moments because you're oftentimes alone. <laughs> so I yeah. wanted to bring that sense of intimacy to the film and trust that it'll find its people. Like it'll find the people oh. who who get it, who feel that, that heart. So. so then what was it like to direct something that was so personal and that you had such a stake in like, i love directing it the producing oh, stuff is God. when i'm like racking my brain like oh is it gonna be good the, when i'm on set that's when i go back to like a theater artist i'm on set like comfortable sometimes no shoes i'm just mm. in it with you if you on the <laughs> ground i'm on the ground like mm. it just feels like a really authentic once i know that me and my dp are on the same page because i do take visuals very important that's how I dream film. I see images first before I hear story, before I know what it's about. I can like see this little kid. I see the lighter. I see them in their house. What's going on in that house? Like, you know, so once I know like me and my DP are really on the same page, like, you know what I'm doing. I trust you. All right. You go with your people. Y'all do your setup. Cool. AD, keep us on track. 
And then I'm with the actors. I'm like, where, where are we at? What's the work? Like, and it's like that theater approach of what's in this moment right now is the yeah. moment. And trust that. I've learned that from Numa as well. I've learned that in the theater, but obviously that's a different rehearsal process. And you can trust yourself in that way because you know we'll fine tune and and all those things. But watching Numa work on Jezebel and her just trusting that we are in this moment for a purpose and you're my actor for a reason and you're bringing Mm. the work, I'm bringing the work, and we're trusting that. It's not manipulating this moment. Trust this moment because this is true now. This is Sister Brunch with Vanchin Cox and Anya Adams. Stay tuned for more of our conversation with Triple Threat Winter Dunn. Welcome back to Sister Brunch. I'm Vanchin Cox and we are back with Winter Dunn. So now we got to talk about the job. For real, this is the dream situation, right? Where you, I think, obviously, I can imagine, again, being a black woman working in an industry that Mm -hmm. is not led by black folks, right? But but it's it's a pretty sweet situation. So tell us how you got this job and what you do. What does it look like? Oh, my goodness. So Condé Nast, I was referred. I had been on the hunt. Like, I need a consistent... (laughs) <laughs> job you know like that gig life I was like I can't I, I just can't stress I'm so tired but going back to that retail thing I knew I did not want a job completely outside of the industry you know obviously you're never going to get the perfect quote-unquote day job but right. I was like I have to I, I can't not be on set like I just I have to figure it out and I just was praying on it telling going back to my old advice my friend first thing in LA she said tell everybody you know you need a job <laughs> And then, like, it'll find itself. So I went back to that, telling everybody I know, hey, I'm looking for, like, a consistent gig in the industry. To be honest, I don't even know what that looks like. There's so many different ways to go about that, but I'm putting it out there. And a friend of mine, actually, who came to South By with us, hit me up right after and was like, hey, Conde's looking for a new producer-director. And they just reached out saying they're looking for some new people to add to their pool. Can I send you in? I think you'd be great. Absolutely, you can do that. Three months passed, nothing happened. I'm like, oh, they moved on. Um, I got a position at Propagate, which is an amazing company. Um, I was the executive assistant, actually, for the head of production and the head of business affairs. So once again, I'm on all those calls, just like, oh, that's what the head of a production company of this size will be talking about. Oh, that's what she actually does, right? I got ideas, but until I'm in the room and physically like absorbing it, to be honest, I'm sometimes winging it. Um, but Conde finally called and I was like, they're like, are you still looking for positions? Sorry, we had to figure out some stuff in New York before we could even open up the job out here. And I was like, absolutely told my boss that morning. I'm sorry. I've only been here three weeks, but the job <laughs> I was waiting for showed up. So I got to go. Yes. Best of luck to you. She's an amazing woman. She understood. <laughs> uh, she was like, you have to take that. I was like, I do. Uh, And when I got there, it was in some ways a huge learning curve, right? I've been working on, you know, low budget, digital content, honestly, just more more of like a vibe, like we're feeling inspired and we're like following that inspiration. And it's just like, Mm -hmm. ooh, you know, this is not that, right? It's like, we have (laughs) Jada Pinkett Smith on this date, honey. And I know it's that's in three days, but she's booked and there is a production that needs to happen. So it was like, (laughs) hyper drive that first three months i was like whoa 
I am stressed and I'm scared, right? Yes. Especially I'm the only black woman producing content. I was thankful to have a supervising producer, Tiffany Bender, who was so important to my journey there, just mm. making me not feel alone, making sure I wasn't alone and like mm-hmm. having someone I could really talk to changed yeah. everything. But mm. it was tough, right? And it's not like one shoot every four weeks. It's like you have three shoots a week. And we are knocking them out and you're dealing with these celebrity schedules and publicists and all these people I'm not used to having to coordinate. And then Condé's also a bit corporate. So you got to go through all these channels to get things approved. And it just really strengthened that producer brain. There was like no room to forget or to slip or to go, oh, my bad. Like, there's no room. There's, the shoot has to happen. So, and also, I feel like blessing. you probably developed your like, as, like the aesthetically, because Condé Nast is so oh, stunning point. in its like shooting. So you're not just slapping up an interview. You're right. really finding beautiful shots, and um, that must have been really interesting too, because you're like your creative brain also has to be on overdrive. Exactly. That's what's fascinating. They want in LA at least producer directors and on the east coast it's not like that it's like you produce or you direct and you just keep those things separate so for me it really forced me because at some point i would lose creative because i'm so overwhelmed with details and logistics i'm just like it has to happen it has to happen and then one day i stop and go what do you want to see in this why would you want to even shoot this what's the point like Mm. where's the fun where's the love where's Mm. your own touch and just like you said, it was like, okay, don't forget, you know, there's other skill sets to strengthen here. And I think that directing that eye, you know, it, you have to hone that working with Condé because you don't get multiple takes and a rehearsal walkthrough. It's just, you show up, we're shooting in two hours. Let's, okay, you start moving that, you start setting up DP, let's start walking through where are we going to do boom, 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 boom. We, you know, we got to knock this out and then feel like it's been an effortless day when talent arrives and like all, everything's right. all good and yes. we're ready to shoot, yes. you know? And you, and you have to give that too, that feeling of like, hey. It's a performance. Oh, 100%. You're like, oh, I'm chilling. Would you like coffee? Can you buy the coffee? Like, oh, it's, it's totally fine. Like I you're with Condé now, right? Wait, wait, I'm just, I have to ask, since since we've said her name a couple of times, what was it like to work with Jada Pinkett Smith? And oh. we, you know, we could just- So the sad her. thing is the shoot, so I was hired Monday, the shoot was Friday. I took the first Friday off to shoot June. To shoot your film, yes. So I literally was like, guys, I'm so sorry. Friday, you know, that was a day I had booked out. I didn't say mm-hmm. what, I made it sound like, you know, another job had like mm-hmm, booked me mm-hmm. for a- a commercial shoot I have to run to. Um, but I was like, I'm booked out Friday. I didn't know I would be assigned, you know, a shoot my first day at the first meeting. <laughs> Welcome to the company. But you know, so I didn't get to work with her personally, but okay. um, I've definitely you worked met people on from that her definitely. team. Yeah. And some of them have actually seen Junebug. So do you, do you, do you feel like they were scrambling? Because they were like, Jada Pinkett Smith needs to know that there's a black woman on there that's producing this. <laughs> In some ways, yes. And I think Tiffany. My the black supervising producer, she's all also wanted to be like, y'all will not put her in the bag and shuffle her as like a little okay. no no no. She made yes. sure to be like, this woman has a ton of this is after Jezebel. So she's like, You're not yes. gonna pretend like this black woman is not qualified, if not overqualified, yes, you know, to do yes. this work. So she was really intentional about putting me on those shoots at the beginning. 
so that I could prove myself. And then once I was able to do that, then she didn't have to push. It was, it was like yes. people already understood. Okay, cool. We can trust her. She knows what she's doing. Hey, it's Fanchon, and you're listening to Sister Brunch. Stay tuned. We will be right back. conversation with award-winning producer, director, and actress, Winter Dunn. What is it like working digitally? Uh, yeah, like kind of in that digital space. Digital versus like like film? And then also since lockdown, since COVID too, I'm just curious what all of the, what, what is that like? Right, well, Conde and COVID for me was a lot. It was just a lot to have so many meetings, so many shoots and remote shooting and shooting on Zoom and then having the backup QuickTime recording and then having them send footage. And I was like, this is a lot. This is this is a lot. Um, and now I'm on a bit of a mental health break. I don't know if, you, if I even said that earlier, but Good. I was at Condé all throughout COVID. And then I had the pleasure of being brought on to direct All Her with Angela Rye the first season for Quibi. And so okay. now I'm like, I'm chilling. I have to just like rest my brain a bit. Good. Uh, but when I was obviously in studio and in the office, honestly, it was like that speed. But and also like you couldn't be as stylized. Like with Junebug, I could really manipulate light and really have fun about how I craft this image. And I think the hardest part of digital, and I mean, and people can say this too for like commercial directors, it's like it's not your vision, it's not your project. You have to create something beautiful that fits a brand and an aesthetic that has been established for a very long time. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. you're also doing it with talent who walking in with their own day and their own press, whatever they've been in. And you have to mold and shape them to mm. be and perform whatever the aesthetic is, whether it's Vanity Fair or Vogue or GQ or whoever. It's like, all right, well, how do I get the moments, the sound bites um, that fit this brand while also right. having my own little flavor and putting my own little thing to it. So that's the hardest and it's quick too. Conde wow. is so quick. So it's, you always feel like you're missing something. Like, what did I forget? What did I forget? I what did I forget? Imagine. And you're like, oh, that's for tomorrow. Shoot. Not today. Shoot. Okay. What did I forget? Whatever. You know, um, <laughs> it's just a lot of pieces, but it makes you strong. Makes you smart. Yes. You know, there's no other option. <laughs> Can we just talk a little bit about mental health health break? Cause I think that's, fucking important to talk about you are in a very successful realm working on a bunch of different things but you have chosen Mm -hmm. to take some time can you talk about like how you do that because i think people Mm -hmm. feel like they can't yeah uh for me it it sometimes gets to gets to a point and i've i've had an interesting journey with mental health i didn't know i was a deeply anxious person when i was younger um graduating college in new york alone put me in some dark places and so i had to really learn okay, you're capable of going to dark places mentally. I think we all are. And that's nothing to be ashamed of. But you have to be aware of yourself, of your cycles, your own breaking point. And I could just feel I'm pushing up on a breaking point. Mm. I feel it. If I'm not present, if I'm not healthy, both mentally and physically, how am I going to show up anywhere and be creative and, and bring anything to the room? I'll just be burning bridges at that point because they'll hire yep. me thinking I'm whatever and I get there and I'll be nothing <laughs> that they expected yep. because I'm sleep 
And that's yep. where I was, I was getting to that point. And so I said, you know what? Going back to trusting yourself, I have to trust myself enough to say, you need to sit down. Mm. Right now, you just need to sit down and that job will be there or whatever. It'll be there next year. You will be fine. But mm. um, I can just feel it in my spirit. And I feel that there's something creatively inside of me and I don't know really what it is. And so I just want to take the time to light incense and journal and listen to jazz and sit with my dog yes. and take yes. walks. And be like, what do you want to say now? Like, Junebug mm. is doing great. What what's not, what? What do you want to say? Like, authentically. So, I'll let y'all know when I find it. I don't know what it is. Speaking of mental health, um, we do record these on Saturday mornings. And we're not going to keep taking up your time because it's a Saturday morning. And we should all, like, go continue our beautiful hopefully relaxing men yeah journaling lighting the incense but we have to know how can we support you how can we where, where can our listeners find you and support your work and and watch your meteoric rise to fame which we oh. are now all certain <laughs> i'm calling it <laughs> i love y'all i feel like i'm like with family i'm like i don't ever want to yes leave. you are <laughs> you is, are this is great uh so if you want to, I would say, honestly, I don't know if this is appropriate, but social media is the best way to Absolutely. keep attached to me. Um, yep. At Junebug Film is our Instagram for the film. And then I'm at It's Winter Done. Um, my website, winterdone.com. I'm always posting updates and all the things. But honestly, if you want to know what's next and you want to support, connect with me on social media. Um, I'm looking for people who feel the vibe. So if you like yes. it. Come join us. Let's let's make films. I love that. Beautiful. Thank you, Winter. Uh, it was great to have you on. I know this, this will be so this inspiring. This was the highlight of my week. This was so fantastic. So thank, thank you for you. having me. That was our conversation with the lovely, talented, multi-hyphenate Winter Dunn. Go to sisterbrunch.com to learn more about her work and how to keep up with her on social media. Like she said, that's where you can reach out to her. So do that and learn more about her and from her. And also, we just have to say thank you so much for listening to Sister Brunch with me, Fanton Cox, and with Anya Adams. And uh, you can follow us on a bunch of places. So follow us on Instagram at Sister Brunch Podcast. You can follow us on Twitter at Sister Brunch. You know, come and like catch up with us and interact with us and um, and make suggestions for shows or questions or, you know, people you want to hear from and support our work by reviewing the show and sharing the show uh, and support the work of all of these amazing black women plus guests that we have. If you're on Facebook, go to facebook.com slash podcast. Our show producer is Brittany Turner. Our executive producer is Christabel Nsiabwadi. We acknowledge that the land we record our podcast on is the original land of the Tongva people, for those of us in Los Angeles, and the Coast Salish for Anya in Vancouver. We'll talk to you all again soon. Thank you.